0: Today's episode is brought to you by Dunstan Tapp and Table Restaurant uh, in Scarborough, Maine at uh, 6 Stewart Drive, Dunstan Crossing, Scarborough, Maine. Uh, you can check them out at dunstantapandtable.com. Uh, great restaurant. It's uh, the kind of place, you know. I like to go, if I've got friends, if I, you know, people feel like doing some day drinking, and maybe I do or don't, it's a good place to facilitate all kinds of people because everybody wants to hang out, you know, eat some mussels, eat some wings. It's a good space. You can kind of stretch your shit. out. You're a tall drink of water. You got to stretch it out a little bit, and they got room for you to do that. They do all the distancing for you. Uh, but Dunstan Taffin and Table, uh, really diverse menu, definitely better than going to fun town uh they have amazing pizza they just kind of launched the pizza program i always talk about their wings i won't shut up about their wings because i actually think they're delicious and i eat them and i love them yeah check it out dunston and table and they are at six Store drive dunston crossing in scarborough maine uh, check them out at Uh the phone is area code 207-219-8024 if you haven't checked it out yet and you want to support uh, the show, both uh, the Fukoma Podcast and Fukuma My 70s Kitchen, you should check out our Patreon. Uh, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, there are three different tiers of membership, all named after Roman emperors. Whatever one you want to be, step it up. Uh, Really fun perks, Uh, you get a lot of videos early. We post a lot of bonus videos. Uh, You get the recipes on a really nice uh, PDF that I take the time to write out and make pretty for you with an additional shopping guide. Uh, And then uh, our third tier, our Caligula tier, $10 a month, only $10 a month, uh, also puts you in the running for uh, the Fukoma cookbook, uh, which we are working on and hope to have published uh, this coming fall. So check it out patreon.com you won't even miss it just sign up you know and it helps us out i mean all the money goes right back into the show uh and you know what we're going to make the show anyway but we'd love your help in the process thank you and welcome to the food coma podcast uh today We are joined by Krista Kern, Desjardins at the Purple House, her bakery. We are also joined by several cars at this intersection. So just treat them like they're guests on the show, basically. Like, oh, hey, hey there. I'm curious to know what's happening in that uh, Lexus SUV that just (laughs) went by. I mean, you seem to have lots of uh, uh, a sticker of how many family members you have. And I'm curious (laughs) to know each of their stories, aren't you?
1: Well, thank you though for doing this on the patio. I mean, it's like 62, 63 degrees, and we've all been inside all winter. Yeah. Covid's still a thing, so it's it's really. I think it's I think it's worth it, right? Yeah. No, I mean, you know, we get to sit in the sun, and you know, maybe everyone will stop for an hour. Well, they're really just driving by
0: just so they can get a glimpse of this recording. (laughs) They're like, oh, stardom. Oh, look at that. We are also drawn like a moth to a flame to all these stars, and what are we supposed to do? I
1: know. Well, people will pull in, too. They'll be like, are you open? Do we get bagels? <laughs> I know. We were
0: literally just talking in the parking lot, and somebody's like, they like went to go in as if it was just a regular day. Like,
1: yeah, the yeah. last year, literally. Oh, hey, can you guys been... pop out of the way? I'm trying to get in
0: there. And you're like, well.
1: I wish. I yeah. wish it was that easy. I know. We've been closed over a I'm year. I'm here to pick up some bagels. Well, yeah. I mean, I we wish all I could are, too, but right. it's just not, you know. <laughs> not yet. I'm, and maybe uh, not ever for bagels. I am so
0: basic uh, in that, like, whenever I get on something with a restaurant or a place, like, I am so simple. Like, I order the same thing every single time. Like, with yeah. you? Purple House. Like, people are like, oh, she has all these things and all this and that. I'm like, yeah, but I like the Montreal-style, like, bagel with, like, dark chocolate and a black coffee. I, it's just what I – with cream cheese. Like, that's that's what I want. I don't right. think – And sometimes you feel bad, and you order the same thing every time. And actually, it's funny. I hadn't been to 4th Street for a long time, and I just went uh, the other night, Friday night. Yeah. And again, where I was like, oh, you know what? I've never had the courage to order the pork here, because everybody, it's just like such a basic thing to do. Right. But I ordered it, and I was like, oh, this is why everybody orders it. It's absolutely delicious.
1: Right. Exactly. I don't think there's anything wrong with ordering the same thing every time. You know, I go to, like, Bon Appetit, because I get takeout, right? And I get the vermicelli noodle salad with the spring. Where do you ter- go? Bon appétit. Oh, bon-,
0: bon like bon me appétit. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. To specify, you weren't just going to a magazine. You were going to a place. That's oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I just got bon a magazine. I just, I just I swing say, my bar bon boutique the offices
0: appetite. and they hooked me up. They yeah, just—I have like no, an inbox. I don't there. have yeah. that, that clout just,
1: at all. Yeah, Christmas yeah. mailbox.
0: It's just what, what, what am I going to have today, guys? Oh, perfect. I, know, I love this. I know.
1: I haven't cooked in a year. Somebody feed me. Yeah.
0: So you haven't cooked in a year, and it's been a weird year for everybody. And like, I, know. I think that um, it's important to uh for people that don't really know i mean people know you through Bresca, right uh and they know you through purple house which is like you know like literally i think there are people out there who would give their like one of their fingers to like come in at this point and have things from here but people don't remember when we met was the market side grill the msg if you will yeah (laughs) back in 2003 now on another podcast i don't remember who i had talked about the um The public market, and sort of like just the how horrible the timing was. Like, because if it came now, I mean,
1: it it, it could have been worse. (laughs) We were way ahead of our time. (laughs) <laughs> Who and that's were. how and I choose to yeah, look at it.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> no. I, was, I, was, I was always saying, like, you know, it became a place for like high school people to go during study hall, homeless people to use the bathroom. Like, oh. that's basically what. But
1: they used to urinate on our windows <laughs> at the restaurant outside. They did, right outside your pastry restroom. station. Yeah, right outside the pastry station, and right where my little oven was. I would look up and be like, hey, yeah. there's Bob. <laughs> yeah, Bob. You know, just, shaky Bob, just, or something. Oh, my like God. That.
0: Yeah, he just whipped it out and yeah, he's peeing on just my peeing window.
1: peeing on the window. Hey, how you doing?
0: And so it was funny, like, I love, I like, I make, I feel like I'm special that nobody else could take this from me because I knew you before anybody else did. Because we would just, you know, spend so much time in your pastry station and you would be like talking about how difficult it was. I think it, at the time your assistant was was crying uh, because of something you said to him. Uh, you
1: didn't have to be so mean. <laughs> yeah,
0: you were just so mean. And we were no. like, and I was like, oh my God, you met Anthony Bourdain one time in the kitchen?
1: yes yeah exactly i know well i i came up in the late 80s and through the 90s in new york so i'm not going to use that as an excuse to say that maybe i was a little hard sometimes on people Mm -hmm. i I didn't want to be necessarily Mm -hmm. um but i had also been i I had been beaten into a measure of submission under some very Great chefs. Gisevois. Yeah, Gisevois. For was example, later, but yeah. I, the, yep. it, you know, it was I worked for a hot minute. Um, you know, staging at Le Cirque with Jacques Therese, but he was super sweet, and that kitchen was was really very. You staged with Jacques
0: Torres. I worked for him. I for, didn't know that. Part. Yeah, I
1: worked for him for almost four months. It's a stage, unpaid, but I worked six to seven days a week. It
0: doesn't matter. You learned. No, no. Like you've and, learned, and, yeah, you, I
1: was trusted to take over when the sous chefs took vacations. So I ran the stations, you know. And every day, you got a chance to work with him on either sugar, bread, pastry, chocolate work. I mean, they were doing everything. And he was really sweet. Was super I mean, nice. No, pun His, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no pun with No, that. he is, and I mean, yeah. I don't. I only knew him for that piece of time. I went on after Le Cirque to be chef and pastry chef of a very small restaurant on Madison Avenue, which was adjacent to the old Le Cirque. And he and some of the chefs and cooks would come over and have lunch. And that was like the highest compliment I probably could have ever had for what I was doing. You know, to some degree, remained close. And then went on to work under Neil Murphy at Symphony Cafe, under Richard Leach and Pastry, but Neil and Savory. And they were some of, like, they were along with um, Charlie Palmer and Dave Burke you know, were some of the, they were at their height. Titans, yeah. At that time, and they were Titans, and the kitchens were run, it it was very intense and very male-dominated, and I was fine as being a woman in there. I wasn't treated poorly, but I had to just hold my own to the rough language and the intensity and, you know, the level of perfection every day. It was nothing but had to be perfect. Anything you did less so was just tossed in the can, and you were made to feel like crap. Yeah. So, you know, I like literally felt sick every day before I went in because I'm not that person. So it became hard in time, you know, to always be that person. It made you feel not good to be so tough on your staff. But when I became Neil's pastry chef at Symphony, and this is where I met Anthony Bourdain, after Neil had a nervous breakdown, Symphony was falling apart. right? And Bourdain had written, you know, in Kitchen Confidential that this was the place where I was the chef, the guy who came in. When everything was going to hell. Right. You know, or it was a restaurant that was doomed to close. I was the closer. So he was the closer for Symphony. Or not Symphony, but rather Sullivan's. Yep. And in that transitional time, when Neil left, um, you know, he was like, you could go work with any number of these other chefs. And I thought, it's just going to perpetuate what I've been doing, which was literally working with cooks who were so used to being yelled at all the time that if you weren't a yeller... They would come to you and say, I can't, you're not motivating me right. unless you yell at me.
0: Well, I think there, that there's something to be said for that. Like, you know, they always say, I mean, everything from working in kitchens to reading, like, you know, Robert Greene's, you know, 48 Laws of Power. Right. Like, competition and adversity are what push you to be a better at, at what you do. And, yeah. and maybe it's not healthy for your, if you emotionally. Right. But, I mean, like, greatness Occurs as a result of, of that like necessity. You like pushed you know, me
1: into into skills that I would not have today. Yeah, that I'm exactly. Not, you know, it wasn't like I feared for my life, but I really no. had to be like I can be as high on top of my game as possible every single day, without fault, and that really pushes you to make sure that everything that leaves that kitchen, I mean, and it should be that way anyways. Now we can look back on it and say, like, you don't have to be that jacked up and that I don't know. crazed.
0: I think you kind of do. Personally, well, I think you do. I mean, I guess... I don't work in restaurants anymore. Right. And I so I feel comfortable in talking about it. But, like, the people that always motivated me, that uh, that garnered my respect, right. were the ones that I was afraid of. I mean...
1: I mean, and, and I, I will say that, I mean, there was, you know... At a time there was a we were all like I was a pastry chef and then um, you know I worked with guys who were like you know sous chefs and we were like that next level below these guys. Yeah. But all the guys I worked with in that kitchen at Sullivan's went on to open successful restaurants right. around the country yeah. in New York. I mean because they had the work ethic and they had the energy. That
0: discipline doesn't exist anymore. Right. No. And it, it, it is it is discipline. I mean it's like yes, everybody likes to feel good. As yes. much as possible. Nobody likes to be yelled at, and nobody likes to true. feel bad. That's- but, <laughs> unfortunately, life, you know, I mean, that's... The 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 best motivation in life is to do something so great that you don't have to be yelled at again. You know, like, to do no, something. And, you know. and I
1: think that that's true. I mean, we, we were surrounded by people who felt the same way we didn't want to be yelled at or yell at one another we really wanted to work right. cohesively as a team right. you know a, a, a true nobody's team. just
0: yelling at you for no reason no no I mean, no, no
1: there was always a reason and that's right. why when people are like oh kitchens now you know it's so much better you know nobody wants to be mm. abused and I thought I wasn't abused <laughs> but I wasn't yeah. I never felt abused no. I mean it was intense well it but, made you
0: feel I think in a way and I've talked to many you know like uh, you know Sam Monsour on the show who's had mm-hmm. a lot of you know coming up and you know boston and california kitchens and 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 other chefs you know damian Cincinnati and fred elliott Uh, and i think that like you know the whole point like that that was what and and we didn't talk about this but there was a certain turning point i'd say in the year 2000 2001 right around when you and i met in 2003 when food network came out and the sort of the badge of honor of the kitchen became a thing it was like yeah i did it you know like I am this person because I, I can survive that environment. Right. You know, it's a hard environment. It's a hot, you know, the pay isn't great. It's right. sweaty. It's hot. There's right. no windows. Uh, I, and I, yeah,
1: long hours. I can
0: survive things. there right. and I can thrive and I can come out this other end. Right. But if somebody told that story back in 2001, they're like, oh, well, Krista one time didn't feel, didn't feel very good about something somebody said to her. And, that, and then she just stopped doing it. <laughs> I know. And then she never came to work again.
1: That wouldn't happen. I mean, it just wouldn't. I mean, I, I, you know, I would work so hard to not get the ire of the chef I was working under, you know, but it made me a perfectionist, which I probably already was. I don't know that you can be made into a
0: perfectionist. You have been a perfectionist since the minute I met you, so. which is why you made that person cry a lot. And I always, <laughs> not a lot. I was always laughing on the inside uh, when I was you watching him cry. Not that terrible person. <laughs> you were, though. It no. was amazing. Like, it, was, it was like cuz you at Bresco was like such a uh, uh, uh a padded version of who you were at Margarita side you yeah. just you just came back from Vegas right Yeah
1: no but I hadn't gone to Vegas yet at Margarita oh, okay. No Vegas <laughs> Vegas was union Okay So we had to I had to put I mean on a you were like somebody
0: people September. were generally afraid of uh, and I was like, well, I'm friends with her. This... And th- again, and that to me, if it was like, if you were somebody who was like, I don't like when people yell at me, I would never brag about being your friend. Right. You know, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, Krista yells at people and makes them afraid and cry. But she likes me. So this is fucking pretty cool.
1: And And, you know, it was Vegas was the best thing for tempering that part of me that has the wild side from new york you know where i was so used to like you know this is how we do it and you know you need right. to follow direction why can't you follow direction <laughs> you know, eric it's, it's right here in Quist front of you his
0: name was eric
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know we all get people who come to work for us that don't you know it doesn't fit right right and that was a perfect example of you know he needed more hand holding than i was willing to give exactly so and that's all it really was. Well, it
0: was amazing cuz I'd be in the station so we, it was like this restaurant that like I have always I mean I've talked about it on the show a lot my 25 years of restaurant experience and 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 like over 40 restaurants and one of my favorite things has always been like a sinking ship when everybody knows a sinking ship right. because you could just start taking and taking and taking whatever you want and you can really ride that bitch down and like uh and you Having you there at the time was like yours, it was so lopsided. I mean, I love, I'm not gonna, I love everybody else who's in the kitchen, but like your desserts were coming out of there and it was like, okay, what the fuck are these? Like these are insanely delicious. Like these don't even have any, like they're probably, I mean, they're the best desserts uh, outside of, you know, Las Vegas and New York City. You know, they were crazy. Yeah. And uh, so to have you as part of like the sinking ship, uh, was amazing. Um,
1: but then I bailed and went to you Vegas. You bailed
0: just as the cooks were drinking so much bitters right. that they would get those rings around their mouths right. from drinking yeah. all the bitters. I got, a, I
1: got an interview out there, I remember, and they were like, you know, if you're going to do this, you're going to interview, it means you got to come up with a five or four course meal, you're going to cook for 10 of the studio exi- or, uh, you know, the casino is sex. Right. And I was like, all right, cool. And like, but you got to come in two days. And I got on a plane with like a little baggies of odds and ends and flew out there. And they set you up for failure there. So that was terrible. In what know, way? Uh, like you have a mise en place list for your tasting and you've given it to them. They've had it. And they're supposed to collect in-house the ingredients to have for you waiting, refrigerated or dry goods. You bring any specialty things you want to do. Right. But it should all be there. You've got from the, you land in the afternoon, the next day you have that morning And then you serve lunch you do it they want it done at lunchtime because they're all there at that time when i got there they put you in the worst catering kitchen they have basically like broken equipment you know, like whisks that are, are like, you know, the wires are flipping <laughs> yeah, off, yeah. the spatulas are right. broken. Yeah. And you're thinking like, this is Caesar's palace. Like, <laughs> this should, is this what it's well, like here? Yeah. You know? Ple- this is the, the
0: kitchen for plebs. Yeah. Basically- I was like, <laughs>
1: wow, this is trash. So I go in to get my cart, you know, and yeah. I'm like, hey, hey, you know, and <laughs> it's in, it's part of the um, banquet kitchens at that point, but right. you're off in this like weird corner. And I go through my cart and it's missing like literally all the major things I need, like the chickens and you know I've brought oysters, I brought ramps because it's late spring when I'm going to do this. I brought all this nice main stuff with me, and all my like major things are gone. And I, I they're like, oh, if you need any help, you know, you just go over and ask somebody. So I go over and ask, and the person's like, I don't know, Leaks? And what I, the fuck I, is I a leek? And they're like, you need what kind of chicken? And I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. this is going to be really bad. And so basically the exact chef or the sous chef, I can't remember who it was. They're like, well, you need to figure out what you got to do. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know anybody here, so I guess I'm going to go to Whole Foods. <laughs> so I call a cab. And it's like, it's like mm-hmm. being on a contestant, like a cooking show. Yeah. So I jump in a cab and go up to Summerlin which is, you know, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes away from Caesars from downtown right. to the clear, the, the whole foods because I know like the products there. I get all my stuff that's not on the cart. You know, I bring it back in. The valet helps me carry this stuff in. And I put it back on the cart and I do what I can for like brining things and getting stuff ready. And I'm like, OK, this is all I can do tonight. I, they put you up in a room. So that's great. And the next day I come down to start again. No. And, no, everything's there, and it's good, but I'm nervous at that point, so I cut my finger, but, like, I really cut it, and I go, like, there's no Band-Aids, there's nobody (laughs) to give you anything, so, again, I go over to, like, the catering kitchen, and I'm like, oh, you think I could borrow some tape or something? And they're like, tape? Tape. And I'm like, you don't don't have, they're like, we have labels, so Ah. I have to take labels and, you know, wrap them around my cut and put a rubber glove on, which is then filling up like a balloon on the end constantly. Finger condom, yeah, but, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's a glove, you but know. It's full, now
0: it's full of blood it's also. It's full of
1: blood. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm half an hour out, the, 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 you know the president of the casino, the head of F and B, like all the guys, the executive. And nobody gives you any
0: explanation as far as what the fuck leaks are taking Nothing, nothing,
1: nothing. Like the grill is missing. You know, the um is missing like half of its grates and stuff. And I'm trying to do oysters and like grill all this stuff on it, and it's like falling to the side. They're all at a big table like right behind me in this open kitchen. Like, how you doing over there? It's all men. <laughs> You know, which at that point for me wasn't a big deal. Yeah, right. You know, so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm good. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to serve. And, uh, you know, so I go through the whole meal and serve everything. And I do this couple of desserts, you know, because from there I'm I'm going for a chef position. So I got to do savory as well as sweet. And uh, everybody eats. You know, my finger is, I've like, lost yeah. a ton of blood. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah. on the food, thankfully. Yeah. Like, i have triple-gloved myself. And, yeah, like you your know, hand
0: is weighed down by the balloon uh, full like, of blood hanging from one like of your fingers. It's so yeah. bad.
1: And, uh, you know, they call me down in the office after, you know, I kind of collect my knives and stuff. And um, they offer me the job. So that was great. But, you know, going back to the whole idea of changing you, I then, I get the job, I go to Vegas, I say goodbye to you guys, you know, in Maine, and you know, there's people like, I was rolling already gone, down you didn't say goodbye to me, in mop buckets, and yeah, which, stuff like that, I think
0: you were making out with one of them, no. my, in front of everybody, I, I, I wouldn't, know. I wasn't around, no, no. I would never have seen that, but like, I might have been there, but, but uh, you, know. you know, but Vegas
1: was, you know, it's union, and for me, it was a time to understand and learn how to temper the temper, which was good. It was. It was. Yeah. It was a way to. Um, it's good for mature you. Mature. I mean, it, it, in the kitchen. it's good for
0: people around you, but it's good for your own well-being. No, it was
1: much to better to not
0: be oh, constantly irate. You know. And yeah, let's talk about stressed. mop buckets. I mean, like, let's talk about a restaurant when it's failing. I mean, this place, like, when they opened, it was everybody from any any restaurant that was anybody we had staff from in the right. beginning, and like. By the third day, it was basically like a bunch of servers. I was a server being like, you know, okay, whose table is this? You got a table on Tuesday. So I think I'm up now because it's Wednesday. Right. You know, I'm like, you got a table yesterday. Right. Like, that's how little people came to the restaurant.
1: Right.
0: And and by the end, we just said, fuck it. And uh, I was talking to, I, I'm friends now with Catherine Caswell. We were friends back then, but. I she see she probably didn't like me for a good reason because I was, a fuck, I'm a fucking asshole.
1: Well, she, and she was. To put it fair, she was great. She was trying to take care she of She was front. trying, and I was but making was, I mean, it as oh, difficult so for her push back as flat. I possibly could.
0: Right. You know, she'd be like, Joe, are you going to do this? And I would just say, no. And it was almost like her head was going to explode. Like, nobody would ever just say no. I
1: think all of us wanted to see it succeed. It's just, it was the wrong time, the wrong place. You yeah. know what I mean? You can, I mean, it's not... I mean, a we all knew it wasn't going to no. succeed. No, I mean, because we, we, it was still, you know, it was Preble Street... And it was still just not, you know, it wasn't the cachet at Portland just at that point. Just that form. 500
0: feet to the, away from Congress Street right. made such a huge difference with that huge. place. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. Like, even the vendors in the public market, like, they got shittier and shittier. I
1: know.
0: Like, the whole place just it sort of collapsed really great, into itself. It
1: had a great vision, and then it just, it didn't. It just died. Died. Yeah, and that was it. If
0: they opened it now, like, people would be coming from New York to go to that fucking
1: Oh, because it I mean, yeah. It, it the was Portland
0: the- main public market, that must be, it would literally be busier than Seattle or Tokyo. Like, people would be here.
1: I know. I know. I agree. It's just, you know. But then we move on. I think. Oh, trust I me. Think, I'm
0: glad it failed because I had so much fun watching it fail and breaking things during no, the process. No,
1: no. I mean, for me, it was like Vegas was a good couple years of hard work. And then, you know, it was time to come back and figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. You know, with Bresca was on my mind. I didn't come back for Bresca, but I knew I wanted to open yeah. something. And
0: when you came back, it was like everybody, you know, like obviously we'd, we'd all come to know you as this like transcendent pastry chef and I don't use the word transcendent often but that's basically what you were I mean yeah no no the desserts were just they, they were not like anything I'd ever experienced right. and I just come back from Chicago
1: yeah and I've been to plenty of high-end
0: restaurants you know yeah. and like I've never had anything like those and I still haven't and so when you came back to open Bresca, which is funny because at the time I was working for a wine company where they had just had the restaurant it was a cafe Troika. I don't even know. It, what was, it was Troika. It Troika. was the Russian yeah. place. where yeah. Nobody
1: went. And when nobody I, went. I, yeah, there was like cigarette, you know, uh, <laughs> the cigarette line burns on all the countertops yeah. in the back because the cooks would just let the cigarettes burn down right. as they were cooking your food. It That's very, how you know. Very That's very how you know. It was a
0: classy joint. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, I don't even know if that was, I think their place might have been open so little amount of time that it might have been between that. And yours.
1: It was it was Troika and then me. Oh, okay. I took, so I, it was, I, yeah, it was, okay, It was, okay. Okay. It was a smooth but transition.
0: I remember, like, you know, you coming back to town and being like, holy shit. It was, like, it was the whole thing it was like, Krista is doing savory food yeah. at this I, place, yeah. Bresca. Yeah. And, you know, we'd go there and, Jesus, like, the meals I've had at Bresca, and it was like, you never really knew. Like, you were always so, like, I mean, you were... Your kitchen training always shows because you're very rigid in that way, like as far as like things will get done the way Krista wants them to be done or they're not going to get done at all, which shows in the food. Right. And whether it was like, you know, me coming in impromptu for my birthday and you served me like a whole pig's foot and, <laughs> you know, or, or like the time that I was like, hey, Krista, I want to show, um, I want to do like a dinner event where we show Rocky four and I want you to make a menu around that. And you made a souffle that was like Ivan Drago's hair. Uh, in the same yeah. shape as I have a drago's hair. I mean <laughs> I came in New Year's Eve once. And I think it was maybe in the day after and you know, it was like it was like two thousand twelve versus two thousand forty two or something like yep.
1: that. Yeah, we did the future one. Yeah we did a Hong Kong. Every one. dish was like yeah, it yeah. was like present
0: and future. Yep. I remember a monolith. Yep. There was a dessert that was a monolith essentially.
1: Yeah. Uh, exactly. But it was like
0: it, it, anybody you mentioned you know, anybody who's been around Portland, I mean Portland is so much now that it wasn't then. And anybody who was around then who's still around now, when you're like they're like, you know, what do you miss about Portland? I mean, they say two things they say, Bresca and they say the old Miyaki. Uh-huh. you know, which I was I was a yeah, part of.
1: I know. I like to it think that great. I made that
0: delightful. But like the old Miyaki on Spring yeah. Street and Bresca are the things that they're like Portland like we didn't really we took for granted how good we had it. Yeah. having those two restaurants
1: Miyake and I felt I mean we didn't ever know each other very well but he would come to eat I would yes go to eat. he loved you and I loved him in return because mm-hmm. I felt like we had the same kind of spirit about the kind of you know we didn't have a lot of money to open right. we just kind of put some tables and chairs in and, and after I working had, for
0: both of you I could I mean there was that same it was like okay I'm not gonna fucking micromanage you or babysit you I'm gonna right. trust that you know what the fuck you're doing right which I so mean, I can do what I'm doing right
1: and then if Right. I mean, for better or worse, I think some people will say that's not a great management style, but it was what I needed to do because I was like, I can be super creative for you as a cook but I need these people to be able to understand yeah, what you're doing I can't doing be on the out floor. there being
0: like, is the silverware reset or... Right, you know, although there's... I did
1: find, you know, we had great front of the house at Braska. Oh, totally. I'm saying yeah, Braska yeah, and Miyaki. Yeah, a, and Miyake as well. I mean, I was so, at
0: Miyaki in front of the house, so obviously it was flawless all the time. Exactly. I mean, there was never any problem with it. Exactly. Mo- most like I could, Danny I Meyer, could, I think, I, pretty much cites me I was when was he talks to, about right. that, you know, service. <laughs> exactly. As far as setting the table. He's like, setting the table for Joe Riccio. I think that was actually the original working title of that, but then he changed it at the end because not enough people could handle it at that point exactly yeah
1: now i trusted the front and it enabled me and whoever was cooking with me in the back um you know for those years to be able to do our job which was you know something and which is business. quite a uh,
0: quite a roster it's like cordy yeah. laurie who's oh, chef coordinate. at woodford f&b yeah. joe fournier joe who fournier, uh, now is and c grocery yeah. joe joe i wish you could be here i know yeah. you you know, you're at your store now. But, Joe, I just was missing you this morning.
1: Exactly. This morning. But, yeah. yeah, it was like,
0: I and know. you guys came to my house. I remember Joe bought a plant for us yeah. as, like, a housewarming gift, yeah. even though we'd lived there for a long time. But it was still very nice.
1: Because <laughs> Joe's very nice. <laughs> I was like, oh, so, you brought uh, plants. So, yeah. That's,
0: you know what? We'll treasure exactly. it always. Thank you.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's, um, no, it was, it was how I always wanted it to be, I think, because even, you know, when I was more intense in the kitchen, I'll call it intense, it was never something I was super comfortable with. I and, love
0: your motions. You have a certain motion. Like, you keep your back straight up, and you, like, have this, like, the swivel. You're always on this, like, swivel motion when I watch you work. Yeah. And God forbid somebody, when you swivel to the left and they're doing something fucked up. Like I, I am When quick you catch to, them in the swivel, it's correct. like, yeah. You
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I... You got to. I mean, I, I just feel yeah. like if it's something that's not that's gonna make. That's why we're
0: talking about your restaurant right now, and not make, somebody else's. It,
1: right, and make make things not work correctly. You know, that impacts everything. It impacts the service. It impacts the final product we provide. And it impacts the guest experience. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all part of it. But, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to, you know, get to, so people don't think like, oh, she's a monster, is. You know, over time, <laughs> it's
0: been that long. We got to that a long time ago, I feel like. We, yeah, it took us a long time to come around to the fact that you aren't a monster. I'm not a monster, I could have just said no, that right in no. the beginning. I'm, I, and you know, Krista is not a monster.
1: So, um, wanting, I've been searching for so long to be in a space where I could make money and essentially work with just a small staff, which Brescu was perfect for that. Yeah, you know, you could really you know, become one with everybody. We could all kind of move together. It sounds so like new agey and weird, but that's what we did there. And it's the only reason it worked. It was this amazing
0: restaurant and you walk in, I was selling wine at the time. You're like, you know, it's like this, this incredible experience and you walk in at like three in the afternoon and you're blaring like with teeth by nine snails. you know? And it's like, this is fucking amazing, this place. Like this is my favorite place to be. We're
1: always calm and everyone, you know, which was very, very nice to, for me as well. Um, You know, in Purple House, you know, became this thing where, as I got older, right? Because I opened Bresca at 40, and I opened Purple House at 50. So, it was like a decade of time to realize oh, it's that... Oh, it was that long
0: between... Yeah. yeah.
1: So, it was really like... Huh. Or, I was 40... Not quite... Ish. Yeah, no, I was yeah, like 50. Yeah, yeah. Getting to almost to 50. Because I'm 54 now, I'll be 55. So, yeah, I was okay. 50. Yeah. And uh, it was really like, how am I going to keep doing what I want to do and be comfortable with who I am, which is not wanting to be intense all the time, but how can I achieve the same end, right? right? And it was just really, I think it's, I'm on this quest it's still, you know, mm-hmm. the search for how you can make a business operate and still be kind of by yourself, Yeah. you know, not to say that other people can't work within my space, but I, you know, I'm a kind of, like the pandemic's been terrible for everyone, but I'm so okay with just being home alone.
0: Yeah, I know you are.
1: And it's, really um interesting to think how i want to come back you know and be a smaller space without as much staff to manage yeah. i really just want to cook and bake and right. create i want to make ice cream you know yeah. and i i you know it's how am i going to now kind of create a business around that idea and have it make enough money right to sustain itself yeah. and pay people well enough in this new world you know you you want to take care of everybody well
0: it's amazing because like you you know it, it's like you have left such a mark on people that you're to the point now I mean you have you know Bresca and the honeybee which is your um
1: yeah the
0: uh, the sabbath day lake right, right? yeah exactly. yeah where you serve the ice cream now in the, in the purple house but it's like you know, and you've had a lot of circumstances where you have needed to close. Yeah, and you've you've closed kind of out of the blue, and people are de- like, when is Krista going to open? But like, most people during those kind of periods would would they die on the vine. But people with you, you've established such a uh, a base with everybody that they're like, well, whenever Krista wants to do it. Hey, I'd love to go to Purple House, but whenever she opens, she reopens. Like, I'm still going to go there. Right. You know, I like mean, they, they want what you do and it, I want what you it'll do. It'll be yeah. different
1: when we come back. And I mean, and I feel, you know, I've kind of held off on Instagram or any kind of social media talking about it because well, I haven't People
0: really... get all the, yeah, the and I speculating. Haven't been able... yeah.
1: yeah, and I haven't been able to kind of. Encapsulate it properly in my own mind. And
0: what is it? I you, mean, know, I mean, if what you know is what I mean. People me asking, "What is going to happen?" What I is... mean,
1: when we come back, I mean, I am going to focus more on ice cream, and I am going to focus more on pastry. So yep. kind of full circle back to that part of myself. Yeah. Um, not going to do bagels, and. We won't have pizza at this point. Um, when we come back in April, it'll be just a couple days a week pre-order. The summer is going to be ice cream focused cool. with some pastries that go with ice cream. But yep. it's going to be... What you pastries
0: know, don't go with ice cream?
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Which ones? But we you know, I'm, no, I'm no, actually I, I, you. I don't think anything Which doesn't ones? Okay, go. But no, we'll, that's a real question. Yeah, <laughs> It gets hot in there, and we're not going to do the oven. I got myself yeah. a a nice half size convection so i'll be able to produce some things um, without killing us inside from the heat which is
0: good i mean which the less good. body count the, the, the lower the body count the better yeah. i find
1: but i mean you know over the winter well 2013 i can remember the day and the last meal that i had that had dairy mm-hmm. in it i mean cuz yeah. i'm lactose intolerant, which right. is crazy for someone who cooks and bakes and makes ice cream. And yeah, then, and, you
0: aren't, and you aren't even the fun police like most uh, of them are. No, and then... I'm you lactose know, intolerant, but I keep doing it to myself anyway oh, because gosh, I'm like, well... You know, I
1: was getting so sick, you know, you know it just was not yeah. worth it. And then, you know, I started having knee problems. I thought I was having... You know an injury this past summer and I got diagnosed with osteoarthritis uh-huh. which is real you know I was like oh what do I do to make this better and they're like <laughs> nothing yeah you get, <laughs> like, no, that's just like, what you, can, you do you now you can get new yeah. knees <laughs> yeah. and I was like I don't have $40,000 for two new knees so I guess I've got to figure out what I'm gonna do
0: I would buy you two new knees if I had the 40,000 <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry Chris I well, don't you
1: know I was having a lot of trouble walking I was in a ton of pain yeah and I I had never thought about going gluten-free because I just didn't, you know. Because the stigma is attached to those people. Right, and I just, right, and exactly, and I thought, all right, maybe I'll try it for a week or so, and I'll see how I feel. The pain went away, and then I would eat something with gluten. It would come right back, Uh and it was just my knees. I wasn't having any other kind of... Symptoms you know, really of gluten though, right? intolerance. Yeah. It was really interesting. And like
0: what about gluten was doing that to you Inflammation. Needs? Oh, okay.
1: So it was it causes inflammation. So yeah. I've been gluten free through the whole winter. And now I guess I'm kind of gluten free, which is again like yeah. how am I doing what I do with any yeah. measure of joy yeah. and being able to do what I do? Hi. No, just doing a thing. In April we will be.
0: I mean, I think it's important for somebody to pull in while we're doing this to ask for the bagels. That, I know. It, it just it just drives the point that I'm saying home. It's like, literally, just the act of like seeing cars in this driveway. Right. People are like, oh my fuck, they're open. Well, and they I think come I mean, in. I fall, mean that's amazing. We're going to
1: evolve, so I won't say that I'm never going to say never. But I know when we reopen in April, no, in the nope. summer, no. We're not Why? open. Yeah, not till not till April. Okay. Yeah, we're just doing a. But well, we are
0: talking about how delicious the bagels are. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs>
1: Oh, right on. Well, we'll be back. I promise. Yeah. Have a great day out there. Um, when we come back in October after the summer, like we normally do, you know, we'll fire the wood oven up, up. We'll see yeah. where we're at. You know, we're gonna see where right. we're at. The virus. Maybe I'll have new knees. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs>
0: Maybe you'll find that sugar daddy. He's <laughs> no, got know. that forty grand. <laughs> we can make those new I'll knees happen. I'll win the lottery. Yeah. You know, but Krista, Krista's now... got new hooves. Everybody.
1: <laughs> good news. But for now, I can I walk an hour now a day with my dog. I feel great. You know, I've lost weight. Everything's you look like fantastic. Thanks. I mean, you I, know, I I feel yeah. really good and. I can't, don't know if I can attribute that to the no-gluten, but at the same time, I, at 54, I'd like to keep that going.
0: I don't think a lot of people have the luxury of, and, it, and it's completely earned, is the thing. But being like, you can kind of like be like, okay, well, I'll reopen it then. Maybe I won't, maybe I will. And
1: we're going to change it up. <laughs> but people
0: will still come I back. Hope, I hope so. I mean, so. there are so many people in the world that people would be like, well, get fucked. I'm not coming back.
1: I, I really hope you know? people and will. And you're
0: somebody that, like, I'm included. I'm like, oh, well, Frissa says, when she's open. You know we go like that's just what we do when chris is there when we're lucky enough to have her there we go
1: i mean we're going to look at ice cream from a more historical standpoint with ice cream cakes and bombs and all these really beautiful things yeah. so there's going to be really are you going to start of... serving
0: like loot waffles and panzer cakes <laughs> and <don't>... Anne's franks <laughs> yeah
1: i don't know but we're chris, going chris, we're... can
0: i say those things can i talk about nazi no no i'm not allowed to talk about nazi germany in this podcast as oh, much right as i on. want to that's
1: i mean ultimately <laughs> my hope is that People will come and kind of explore the idea of us changing yet again. But moving forward, I mean, I, I don't. After a year, I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to get up at 3:34 in the morning and come in here and you know run my butt off at this point no. in my life to push out a gazillion bagels. Can I hire someone else to do it? Did they do it with me? Yes. Can I hire someone plus my not have myself here? No. It's too small. So I'm stuck in a concept or a you know. I don't know if it's a concept because we keep shifting it in a literally a space yeah. that doesn't allow me to hire in extra staff so that I can't be here. So whatever it is that we're going to do, I need to ultimately enjoy doing oh, yeah. for you. I mean,
0: this all goes back to when I first met you. I mean, I don't think there is a staff, honestly. I'll be honest. Like, I don't think it's a staff that <laughs> you're going
1: to be 100% comfortable. Uh, I don't know. I feel Sherry, who's with me now, has yeah. been with me a couple years now. I think she's great. Yeah. And she gets me. Like I we just I don't have to But there's a certain thing. And
0: I think even customer wise they see you and they're like, you know, it's yeah. it's like a it's hard. I mean that's I think with restaurants, it's makes that's a difference between ones that fail and ones that survive. And even ones that you've changed concepts quite right. a bit and you've been able to still survive. Right. Like if somebody shitty did what you've done as far as like closing, opening right. we don't and know what's hour going on. different yeah, hours. Right. Yeah. They would be gone
1: now. Right. No, no, I agree. And I, I I, don't think that I have the confidence to do that. I I, I don't think it's confidence. I I, I just...
0: People forge, just love you, though. They love when what I you do. And we forge ahead, yeah. you know what
1: I mean? We just kind of go, like, we're just going to keep right. moving forward. We all trust
0: you. That's the thing. People trust what you're doing.
1: And that means a lot. Yeah. You know, it makes the hard work worth it. I mean, because it does take hard work. It takes, even during this year, just thinking about this and thinking about formulas and changing towards this more kind of... Oh, God, you know, it's so weird to even say because, you know, I never thought that I'd be more plant-based in my life. But it's been good for me to think yeah. about it, yeah. you know, because I didn't for so long, right? So many restaurants, you go in and you're like, oh, you know, I'm vegan or I I don't really eat much meat. And, well, you know, the, the vegetarian options, yeah. they're better now. But for so long, they were just like a pile of vegetables on yeah. the plate, and, you know, maybe some kind of grain.
0: The people like Otolenghi have really yes brought those things to the forefront, for you sure. know? And they're showing the vegetables. Like, I get excited about vegetables. Yeah. And you buy a cookbook from somebody like him. Yes. And you're like, well, I can't actually. This is a dish that I, I you know, I can't buy these vegetables at Hannaford. Right. Like, they are the centerpiece in this. I need to buy them from someplace where they're. I uh,
1: agree. And where I, the, it's like
0: seasonal that you don't really like to use because you want to punch yourself in the face. But you're like, no, they need to be seasonal and it needs to be right. appropriate. And for
1: me, it feels more attached to the world of pastry. You know what I mean? To, to then yeah. focus on more plant-based. I mean, we plan on doing like a, a savory kind of set, um, like a box that'll have things. But, you know, if the fish that we use in like we do uni, it'll be, you know, cured with cherry blossom. And we'll do pressed, you know, pickled fish and then rice. But you can have it vegetarian or you could have it vegan. And we have other nice options that we've done. So the finesse part that I love so much about pastry when I apply it to the plant-based and kind of the more vegetarian yeah. thinking um, for food, is really a better marriage for me as a cook.
0: You're making me get a little misty about uni pasta at Bresca, right
1: you now. Oh, yeah, that was a favorite. Oh, my God. Of mine, too.
0: God. It was just... Uni
1: will come back here, you know, yeah. in different wa- in, with rice and different things. You know, things that we can serve room temperature cold. Right. That'll make sense. Well, it's funny.
0: So, Krista, I mean, you know, there's this whole, I mean, the evolution of the Purple House, and it's almost a... a direct reflection on you growing as a cook and as a baker. And growing older. And growing older, like yeah. which is... Uh, I mean, it I, has to be a part of I'm not, of, not it's aware a of a way of to stop that. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. what you do. But at the same time, it's like you just never fail to surprise it. I'm going to go back on a little bit of a timeline now. And actually, I'm going to start by not going back that far. I think it was uh, 2018 or 17 to the Kaiseki dinner here. Yeah. And you just banged out like 16, 17 courses.
1: Yeah. It was almost when you did all the little bits and pieces, it was closer to, like, 20. When, yeah. yeah. With the, the, like, satellite coursing that we did with and it. And they
0: just, you know, and just, like, I look at pictures from that meal, and I'm like, oh, look at these little gummy bears she made. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, Ugh. she just, you you can't help, but, like, you're never going to half-ass anything. And, and, and Deathmatch, which we talked about a lot on oh the show. My God.
1: So Deathmatch <laughs> was a big
0: thing for right. both myself yourself yes, Eric
1: very much a know, part of our own personal uh, history exactly yeah.
0: and uh and you're one of those people that I'm like there are certain people that when you're 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 consistently throwing this party that you want to be the most memorable over the top thing that people will never forget and you are like right on that like top 3 list of people like you and like right. Josh Pataki yeah, and, exactly. and you know like people that are going to like just Murder it like you're gonna take it seriously. Yeah, and they're gonna destroy. We, we definitely all took it super yeah. seriously.
1: I mean, there was so much excitement around what we're do. And it wasn't anything.
0: It was just like us getting together. Oh, and I get... know, but
1: it was you know, it was the thrill of the. It was like a game in yeah. that manner, I and mean, and we were all in it together. So right. the competition really. People like, wasn't is like... it a
0: pop up? And I'm like, no. No. It wasn't because people weren't allowed who sucked.
1: Right. And it wasn't a competition, so you never felt. I, I guess it's hard to say what it was. I mean, it was really just this coming together of like minds for that period of time right. who really ca- like, enjoyed one another's company. So no matter what you were producing, everyone was going to enjoy it. So it left you really open to be super creative.
0: Yeah. And even Andrew Zimmer, when they came, they were like, well, so is it a competition? And we're like, no. No. I'm like, well, can we make it one for the show? Because it kind of has to be. We're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, we don't actually do that. Right. But, no, it was but really you, you, you the joy. But you came into the mix. You, you attended the first, the foie the gras. Foie gras. Yes, I did. But you cooked for the first time in, 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 in uh, venison. You made a mincemeat pie. Right. Uh, Like a medieval, full-on, hardcore minced meat pie. like, like, I'm an English
1: major. What am I going to make? I
0: didn't know what the (laughs) fuck. I've never seen anything like that. I, you know, I've read some Chaucer. I don't really. That's what I was like going to pull out Chaucer. Yeah. yeah. Because
1: I did for my thesis, my senior year there, I did the cook's, I was assigned the cook's Tale. ironically enough. I wasn't planning on being a cook. Yeah. So it was just funny, I thought. Like, I'll do this minced meat pie and it'll be like full of suet and (laughs) old, like, strong booze and All this stuff like how they used to do it. Without alcohol. And it was
0: like during one of those ones, like Deathmatch was definitely a learning experience for all of us where it was like, okay, if you're gonna have all these people over and if you're gonna serve 17 courses, they shouldn't all be like a full course in themselves. Like they should be maybe a little smaller and more manageable, right. and that was when we learned that lesson. And by the time your course came around, everybody's like, Oh, on the threshold of hell. I
1: was lit because we lit it on fire, like yes. with some alcohol on top. I think most people were passing out by that point, yeah, they, you were. Know? Or they and were just was, leaving, and, right?
0: Yeah, and that was like, of course, like me being
1: I, I overly made, like,
0: sensitive. I'm like, It's a fi- everybody's leaving, my party is terrible. But <laughs> it's like, That's just how I am, like, and I, it was like
1: one in the morning, or yeah, I don't even yeah, know, it. it was one
0: in the morning, something
1: like that. Yeah. It was dark, it was dark, and it, it, I mean, yeah. like, those that was like. You know, because you guys always paired beverages to go with the theme. So everyone would right. arrive at, like, 1130, 12 o'clock.
0: I and, mean, and I would be drinking whatever like the theme 7 was. in the morning, yeah.
1: Yeah, that one I may not have, but it's, like, the, the Japanese one that we did with the sake. Now,
0: let's talk about Okay, so, so I'm going to get into that. First off, Krista, um, it's amazing because of who you are to me and to a lot of people, like, and just that you sort of earned the reputation in my house at the time as Messy Messerson,
1: which was because completely unfounded. You were trying
0: to stuff fish down like the drain. I, I remember you had like me. I, it was, I was, was it was you somebody's
1: fish out of the drain. <laughs> it was Tomasz's al
0: seem- sauce party. Pretty sure I saw you just using your hand to stuff fish down the drain. I, I'm pretty <laughs> Where sure. Where would those fish have
1: come
0: from? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you, can't oh, you can't, we drank you can't all do that? that. See, that's
1: because I like sake and I like riesling.
0: So right. that's probably no, we drank good. a lot what of that? that. Yeah. Oh,
1: quick, well, what I was saying? We started drinking at like eleven, eleven that's right. thirty, and it was amazing.
0: You are the most memorable. Like, you know, you're like in the in the pantheon of most memorable cooks among memorable it's cooks. Because so
1: I, it's because I'm repressed it, in my, it's my, my, my kitchen. It's
0: because thing. you're just you, and, uh, <laughs> basically, so no,
1: no, I don't was, have any memory of the fish and yeah. cinnamon. So I'm going to try to say uh, uh, And
0: you know <laughs> what? I, maybe I maybe I got it wrong too. <laughs> no, I don't know. You know, dates you know, uh, help me out. But I think. The, the Deathmatch Japan, and you made the umuboshi plum right. tarts with the fuashimi, where you basically yeah. sh- you shaved frozen foie gras yep. over the umuboshi. And you see a lot of people doing that now. Like right, like, but this was. You know? I'm saying it was a way long before time ago. that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I see it. I'm always like, yeah, fuashimi. People are like, what? I'm like, oh, Krista did that in 2007. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you guys are <laughs> way after the. You know, so you did that, and you did. um And then you're. You were even messier than the fish the time you made, like, for last meal.
1: Oh, God, the croquembouche. Krista was
0: like, oh, I'm going to make croquembouche. And I'm like, obviously amazing. And you're like, oh, you know what's cool? There's, like, construction out in front of my house. You're like, you know what's cool? Let's get one of those road pylons, and I'll, I'll well, build I the— a, I
1: needed a mold, and yeah, that was a poor choice You
0: You time. sure did. Yeah. And, uh— yeah, I remember just waking up in the morning in our recycling bin. I remember just seeing the road pylon jammed in there with all and this I- croquembouche. Those was hanging off the, the curtains in the I kitchen. Tell you,
1: I didn't do that. <laughs> but I did try to figure out, I don't what was the alcohol... Combination for that one too for last. Meal. Well, that was, was like, like It was like wanted? literally
0: like we had a wine list that was 130 bottles It was
1: everything bottles. like the best
0: of. Rez did a setup. We had yeah. like we finished that party yeah. by that guy Jerry Dietz's yes, friend. Yes. We had his leg, his prosthetic leg off. We filled with absinthe and we were right, handing so you're around drinking. to give me out. a
1: hard time about the cone. That's right. right? <laughs> well, the <laughs> cone was there the whole time, leg.
0: and both Deets and I have OCD, so we're both like. Dirty in here like, oh I my god like yeah you over. have
1: to let that go at a party where people are <laughs> and they're in your home for almost 24 hours <laughs> they were very
0: sticky i will say yeah, the they were very sticky are kind yeah. of a sticky thing just to have but everywhere i remember
1: coming back the next day to try to peel it out <laughs> oh, of the you back? like i did i, I don't feel know, like you we would have asleep. qualified
0: for fema assistance like we were beat up
1: see because i'm not like that person. right and i was like i gotta go back and clean it up and you know was just was i sleeping yeah you were sleeping no because i in my i have in my memory bank like the kitchen, you know, and the nice warm sunlight of the morning yeah. and the aftermath, and you know. Deeds have been... been cleaning already. Yeah, so things were yeah. already pulling themselves up. But he just pointed <laughs> at the recycling bin. There was, <laughs> he hadn't, he hadn't <laughs> done anything. Yeah. He's like, so, Krista? Yeah, it's exactly. I want you to... But they, I was like, in in deeds
0: fashion, he's like, okay, so I want you to do one thing for me. <laughs> look at our recycling bin. You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I knew. Like, he's like, like, tell me what's different about it right now than <laughs> what was different than the day before. I know. Well, there's a road pylon covered in crow <laughs> Right, in which it. meant there was
1: caramelized sugar <laughs> yes. everywhere. Yes, there was. So yes, yeah. <laughs> so yes, I did go to work on peeling that thing out of your. Uh, bin you've just
0: always been my favorite. Like I just, I just, yeah, I just. No,
1: I couldn't leave you on a. Well, people try tub. to
0: talk to me about Portland, and they always do, because Portland's such a fucking thing now.
1: It is like, a thing,
0: and they're always like, well, "What do you like in Portland?" I'm like, "Well, I'm, let me tell you what I did like." Right. Bresca. Yeah. Old Miyaki. Yeah. Like. Uh, I pretty much stopped there, and I'm like, you know well, what, you Hugo's,
1: guys, you know, well, but just like those stuff. were the
0: two things that really,
1: yeah, you I know, because I was helped like without well, Hugo's them, always helped when Rob was there. He and Rob, you know, we'd love Rob, He obviously. always helped yeah. us out, you know, because we, we didn't have an ice machine, so literally we had to forage for ice, yeah. around town, and he was always like, ah, oh, man, you can come and get ice from us. I remember I'd so, wait tables
0: yeah, for you, and I'd go downstairs and I'd eat those little white chocolate nibs out of the box, yeah, because I like white chocolate. It's not actually chocolate, right?
1: Uh, white chocolate? No, I mean it's not chocolate. It's I've always been cocoa uh, butter and uh, uh, lecithin and vanilla. I've always
0: been the defender of white chocolate. Tell me what? Yeah. So it's what? Cocoa it, butter. Okay.
1: Primarily, like pure, like good quality white chocolate is primarily cocoa butter that's yeah. stabilized with a little lecithin and then pure vanilla flavor. You
0: had the Valrona. Yeah. Which, the feds, I which I would eat. I would take whole handfuls. Yeah. And just shove them in my mouth yeah. and hope that nobody noticed I was eating all the white chocolate.
1: No, they're delicious. God
0: damn, they're good. I know. People like they they. they they just the, people like look down on white chocolates like a, they do you know
1: I, I and I think you know there's Valrona especially is like come up with a lot of new products around um, well not to beat I won't beat a horse but plant-based Listen, that's products. all I do here yeah, you know what yeah. I mean so they you know and their white chocolates are excellent I mean how, how many using, animal
0: using... based chocolates are there <sighs>
1: Well, just white chocolate and milk chocolate. Dark chocolate's vegan. Oh, because of By nature dairy. of what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of yeah. dairy. Right. And that's it. But they came up with a line, you know, of things that are plant-based, um, which, you know, we're going to use here because they taste great. And I can put them on the vegan ice cream and make popsicles for people. Right. Like myself. So yeah. I think that's cool. But, yeah, white chocolate is maligned. Because there's a lot of crappy white chocolate out there. there it is. doesn't taste like anything. Like, if you
0: eat, like, Valrhona white chocolate and then you eat, like, a Hershey's Cookies and Cream bar, you're like, okay, I get, I get because
1: it. Because it comes across as being, like, plastic. It does. At that point, you know what I mean? It doesn't melt well. It but you feel among flavor. chocolate
0: circles, you don't feel comfortable saying that you love white chocolate. You know, it's like, you, I don't. I'm saying yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, know, mean, you always I have to think... like preface it with like, I know it sucks. Well, there's so many origin, but...
1: origin-based chocolates now with the cocoa you know, liqueur contents. And, you know, people get very specific, you know, when you're doing formulas about the percentage rate. And all that kind, of, and even now about the origin, that's even more of a thing. So it's like, is it blended or is it a single origin like, like coffee? Like co- I was going to yeah. say, like coffee, it's very much the so. same thing. Yeah,
0: and that's good because I think that um, as much as I generally despise uh, the whole like use of the term like farm to table and right. local and shit, but right. like in terms of coffee and like fair mm-hmm. trade. It's very important.
1: It is very important. It's extremely important. And chocolate is the same right now. It's, it's experiencing the same importance of that because of workers that are being, um, you know, mistreated, underpaid, right. and the way the farms, you know, are being run. So, you know, it is the sourceability of things now It's a lot easier. Things are more transparent now, so you can look at a company and then kind of back explore right. what their thing is, their sourcing. If it's not transparent. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know what? I'm still gonna eat my Dove bars. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I love
0: Dove bars. You know, that <laughs> that will never change. They might be they might be sweatshop bars. I'm not sure. I don't know. what their yeah, deal yeah. is, but they are delicious. Dove exactly. chocolate is one of those. No, things.
1: I mean we're gonna do a cube bar, things like that. So I mean, lots of different things. So I think when people think like, oh, she's just gonna do ice cream, it's like you know what we people do. People are language. always like
0: Krista. You know the problem with her? She's just gonna do ice cream. She's so basic and dumb. <laughs> yeah, I wish she would stop. In, but
1: that's in my mind what you know, I. You she shouldn't do anything, but she has to. Do ice cream. I when I'm thinking uh, about like this is the what worst. We're, what we're gonna do? People will be like, oh, girl, a <sighs> cone and a maybe
0: you should just shut up.
1: Right. Right. Maybe you should retire. <laughs> that's that's yeah. been like that. Or been, kill yourself. I mean, like, I the, don't know. The, the, like yeah. the, the like thing on my back for a couple of years. Like, do people think I should just like retire? Nobody now thinks that. I think you know, like, well, yeah, you know, we're open. We're closed, you would actually hours are maybe prompt some people
0: to actually kill themselves if you retired. <laughs> I know. And so don't I, but, do that. But I
1: gotta find a way, you know. And that's what this. I'm hoping the next. Iteration of what we're doing is the way that I can keep working and not collapse, you know, and be be yeah, happy. I mean, you know what I mean, and live a life and a, and work. You
0: have a family. I mean, yeah, yeah, and fine. but I
1: want to. You know, I want to come in and, you know, you still have to make money, but I want to be able to
0: Well, you have an intensity that it's just, you can't shut it off. You can't, it's not a switch.
1: No, I mean, like like right now I'm I'm candying like six types of citrus inside right Right. now that are going to be, it it will take three weeks for me to do it properly because every day I have to come and siphon each one separately. How many times
0: have you thought about them during this podcast? Yeah, exactly. Like you, but that's. But that's, like, who you are. I mean, that's what...
1: No, and I think it's better to embrace who you
0: are. Yeah. Right? In this world? you have to, because otherwise you go crazy.
1: Right. Right. And maybe that's one thing the pandemic has given me, is time to think about that. Yeah. I mean, it gave us all a lot of time to think. I hope. You know? A lot of people have been working. I I didn't have... Like, it's not like I had the luxury to not be open. I made a choice, a conscious decision to stay home with my daughter. And not come in and have to be nervous in my age group that I might... Be infected. And and again, most
0: people with both restaurants have been like, if that happened, they'd be like, well, they're done. But with you, they're like, oh, wow. Jesus, I can't wait till she says she's going to reopen. Like, that's not a luxury that's afforded to many people, as far as. No, I
1: feel pretty lucky. You know, like,
0: people will wait for you and they'll deal with whatever times you want to close. And they'll still be lined up outside this door right here. Because
1: yeah, it's gonna be like we'll pop open for April. And you know why? Pop because what you do, up, you know. what
0: you do, is absolutely incredible. Well, thanks. And I'm, I appreciate I uh, appreciate a I'm your biggest fan. To say that you, I, I've been in love with you ever since the minute you made me coconut sorbet, and it was like, something that <laughs> you didn't make it for sorbet. me. You just had it, and <laughs> right. I was like eating it. And I was like, I was like Chris Farley, one of the Gap Girls. I was like, this is good. <laughs> and like I, I you know, I, I was like Krista, what is it? You're like, I don't know. It's just coconut and like lime juice and stuff. And you're like. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but but what is it though?
1: And I know like, it's it was just like, coconut, coconut lime, lime juice. juice. Show. Yeah. And I'm like,
0: yeah, but but what's in here? Because I lose my shit right now. And then I like this is back during the essentially the, the Titanic of a restaurant days. The Margaritaville. Yeah. I, I came in for my like 23rd birthday, and you had overheard me. And again, it's your attention to detail and how much you just pay attention and remember. In general, that makes you incredibly special. And it's like you, because I, I hadn't talked at length with you about baked Alaskas. Right. I just mentioned to you at one point randomly, I think, that I, I, I loved how ridiculous that was as a dessert. Right. And so I came in with a couple friends. Uh, and you fucking made this thing that was like, I, it was probably two feet tall. There were sparklers going all over it. It was like a baked Alaska yeah. filled with coconut sorbet. Right. And it's one of those things that, like, you know, not many people can say that their their 23rd birthday, that, like, the dessert really stayed with them for the rest of their life. Right. And yours did. Like, that's had such an impression on me.
1: Super awesome. And amazing. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it makes the idea that I lay in bed sometimes and I'm just super nervous about reopening, super nervous about coming back. People who
0: are overly confident, I don't think are very good in this, like, oh, (laughs) hey.
1: Nope. Not open yet. April. Yeah, no, airing it out. It's been a long winter, so. (laughs) Yeah, in April, we're going to pop open and then come back for the summer for ice cream.
0: She's evicting me. I have to find a new apartment.
1: But it's been nice,
0: though. It's been great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we will. Thank you.
0: Okay, again. Again and again and again and again. Simply the act of being at your own bakery. People come out out of nowhere. Being excited that you're open. I mean, Krista, do you understand like that?
1: I, no, because I, 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 you know, I'm, an, I, I have anxiety. So I, 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 literally lie in bed at night sometimes, just yeah. thinking like, oh my god, I keep shifting. It's no one's gonna come. You know, we got to make this right. What we're gonna do? But I also, as I get older, I don't want to stress out so much. So I just no. think, you know, I'm gonna make. You just
0: care. I yeah, mean, it's, it's it's about it's, caring. Like you don't really think you're gonna fail. At things, I don't think. I think you just want to do them better. I think you, you just care about how good they are. No,
1: and I do. I want people to be like, this yeah. is delicious, and, and you I'm really happy. Because
0: like I said, I mean, since we've been here, three people now, just talking out in front of this bakery, three people have very excitedly, and I've seen them look in their eyes, and we've told them you aren't open. Their eyes, maybe you haven't noticed <laughs> it, but they die on the inside. Like Aww. they've died. You've killed three people on the inside since <laughs> yeah. we've been doing this podcast. They like pull up, and they're like, holy shit. Purple House and there's no crowd?
1: I know, but then I always go back to the idea of like without the bagels, people are gonna just be like, Meh, we'll see ya.
0: It's not the bagels, it's the fucking it's the fucking uh financier cakes, it's the Yeah, it's those the will cookies, be back. It's the, it's the, and the pastry is it's you know, just it's just expanding. Yeah, and the, you people know. come here for your baked goods. I mean your yeah. bagels are ridiculously amazing, but it has nothing to do with like why
1: Yeah, the, we're just we're just we're just moving forward. Yeah. You know, and I think it's a good forward. I think it's more in tune with how people are eating now. Not only myself, but I, you know, I meet a lot of other people my age yeah. who are just like, oh, my God, thank God. Well, you know, I'm, I can I'm your get number this. one fan. Well, thank You're you. You're
0: my absolute favorite. You always have been. Uh, well, that's I appreciate mutual. you coming on the show. Thank like, you this very is, much. I mean... It's
1: been awesome. I haven't laughed this much. You uh, know, this know what weather, I mean? We... Since I saw you last, <laughs> yeah. which is the summer, <laughs> I you know, know, at the beach.
0: Yeah. I came over to get some ice cream, which is just like melt-your-face delicious. It's like you're eating it, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want it.
1: That's good. It's
0: almost like hard to It's hard to wrap your head around how delicious it is. And I'm sure anybody listening to the show knows who you are, most likely. And if they don't, they will know. Um, well, but, thank yeah, you. thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. Uh, I'm Joe Riccio, and this is the Food Coma Podcast.